Chapter 10 The white light of morning sliced into the hotel room from behind the shades, casting a thin, bright strip onto the wall above the television. Dan's eyes were open but cloudy, which often occurred after a night of drinking. Laura had set an alarm for the early checkout time, and Dan was lying on his side with his back to her, expecting it to go off at any moment. But after a few minutes of watching this blade of light quiver along the wall, he felt awake enough to turn around and cuddle her. But Laura wasn't there, which was another often occurrence. A lot of times, she would get up before him to have privacy while using the bathroom. Dan laid there with one arm fallen to the empty sheet beside him and listened for her to start her humming routine. The acoustics of hotel bathrooms had always been the best fit for her off-key singing. But just like the alarm, he waited a few long minutes in a disturbingly quiet silence. Then a lonely feeling ached in his chest. He lifted his head off the pillow, but his arms felt weighted down by cement. He shouted in a yawn while twisting his limbs back to life. Laura? The room was silent. Dan sat up. Laura, he shouted. He couldn't even hear the turning of a faucet or the light movements of a towel. He heard nothing at all. There weren't any voices in the hall or cars running in the parking lot. There was just a high ringing in his ears. He spun and dropped his feet to the floor but squeezed his knees. His head was pounding. The room was slowly spinning. As he stood up, the walls careened around him at strange angles. The whiskey he'd hidden in his backpack had helped the laughter of the men in the hallway the night before dissolve, but it had also burned out a few sparks in his brain. Now everything was getting spotty and annoyingly close. He knocked his shin into the nightstand and tripped over his shoes and belt, scraping his knuckles against the wall to balance himself. He grabbed for the television that seemed to swim by him in mid-air. Suddenly, the green carpeted floor shot up at him in a wave, slamming into his nose and cheekbone. The carpet had not the slightest bit of padding. His hands didn't catch him in time, and his nose nearly broke in half as he landed right on his face. Snot dripped into his mouth. He pushed himself onto his hands and knees and sucked in hard. Then he touched his eye. It stung badly. He caught a glimpse of his naked body in the full-length mirror to his left. His arms and legs were shaking and his skin was clammy and pale, with streaks of red where something had scraped him. There were bruises all along the sides of his thighs and arms. Dan took his hand from his face, slowly standing up to the mirror. His lips were twisted in an uncomfortable frown. His right cheekbone and eye socket were not only black, but cut open in spots and swollen shut. 
the fall hadn't done this. His entire face was severely beaten and his mouth was filled with blood. He was missing two teeth on the top right side. He snarled at the mirror to see just how bad it really was. The teeth were gone. Not broken off, but ripped out, hunched out, or perhaps stomped out. Blood bubbled in the corners of his mouth as he chomped the air to make sure his jaw wasn't broken. There were bruises along his chest and shoulders. They were spaced like fingerprints. The pain began to rise from his knees and up into his throat. He looked at the clock lying on the floor. It was almost noon. Suddenly, he remembered the moonlit darkness of the parking lot with one glowing streetlight humming with moths. Then his mind shook loose, and he bent in half and vomited. Dan hadn't woken up in the bed. He'd dreamt that part. He'd woken up on the floor. It was plain to see from the carpet burn on his skin. Then, like a bag being pulled over his head, a flash of darkness covered his vision. He heard the sound of fists cracking against bone. Then he heard a muffled whimper. The flash lifted, but came floating back down as he held himself up against the mirror, struggling to stay on his feet. He could hear Laura screaming and the roar of engines, but the noises were in his head. Dan convulsed as the visions from the night before all came back to him. First he saw his hand lifting a beer to his mouth as he stomped down the hallway. Then he broke the bottle against the door to another room. His other hand was carrying a white plastic clothing iron with its black cord dragging along the carpet. He was swinging it around and slamming it into the walls. There was music blaring, and with each cymbal crash, the iron would collide with a picture frame, shattering its glass. Then he saw the hum of moths in the golden streetlight bulb again, eclipsed by silhouettes rapidly moving over him. Now the iron was being pulled from his limp fingers as a boot heel pressed into his testicles. He remembered seeing his own reflection in a hubcap as an engine roared and Laura's screams silenced with the slam of a car door. Dan crumpled onto the floor next to the television, holding at his bare legs as his whimpers turned to cries of pain. He curled himself into a ball as a final memory blanketed his mind. He remembered two sets of hands holding him by the underarms, dragging him back down the glass-littered hallway. They'd carried him back to his room and tossed him onto the floor inside. Then the hands began ripping at his clothes and pinching him as the ceiling descended like a layer of snow. Now lying on that same floor, Dan wiped at his puffy eyes and felt around finding his clothing in scattered piles and gathered them into a wadded ball at his chest. He wiped his nose with his blood-smeared jeans. The bed was empty, 
The bathroom door hung open, and there was no one inside. To the left of the bed was Laura's suitcase. It had been overturned and emptied entirely. The nightstand that had been piled with her keys, phone, and glasses was swiped clean, too. The only thing of Laura's that remained was the dress she'd worn to the wedding, hanging from the back of a chair. Dan stepped over to the window and pulled back the shade. He squinted into the blinding daylight of a cloudless and burning sky. Her car was gone as well.